In this episode of Josh Reads Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read Lysergic Acid by Allen Ginsberg from the Collected Poems of Allen Ginsberg. Lysergic Acid. It is a multiple million-eyed monster. It is hidden in all its elephants and selves. It hummeth in the electric typewriter. It is electricity connected to itself. If it hath wires, it is a vast spider web, and I am on the last millionth infinite tentacle of the spider web. A warrior, lost, separated, a worm, a thought, a self, one of the millions of skeletons of China, one of the particular mistakes. I, Allen Ginsberg, a separate consciousness, I, who want to be God, I, who want to hear the infinite, minutest vibration of eternal harmony, I, who wait trembling my destruction by that ethereal music in the fire, I, who hate God and give him a name, I, who make mistakes on the eternal typewriter, I, who am doomed. But at the far end of the universe, the million-eyed spider that hath no name spinneth of itself endlessly. The monster that is no monster approaches with apples, perfume, railroads, televisions, skulls, a universe that eats and drinks itself, blood from my skull, Tibetan creature with hairy breasts and zodiac on my stomach, this sacrificial victim unable to have a good time. My face in the mirror, thin hair, blood congested in streaks down beneath my eyes, cocksucker, a decay, a talking lust, a snape, a snarl, a tick of consciousness and infinity, a creep in the eyes of all universes trying to escape my being, unable to pass on to the eye, I vomit. I am in a trance, my body is seized in convulsion, my stomach crawls, water from my mouth. I am here in a ferno, dry bones of myriad lifeless mummies naked on the web. The ghosts. I am a ghost. I cry out where I am in the music, to the room, to whomever near, you. Are you God? No. Do you want me to be God? Is there no answer? Must there always be an answer? You reply, and were it up to me to say yes or no. Thank God I'm not God. Thank God I'm not God. But that I long for a yes of harmony to penetrate to every corner of the universe under every condition whatsoever. A yes there is. A yes I am. A yes you are. A we. A we? And that must be an it, and a they, and a thing with no answer. It creepeth, it waiteth, it is still, it is begun. It is the horns of battle, it is multiple sclerosis. It is not my hope, it is not my death at eternity. It is not my word, not poetry, but where my word? It is a ghost trap, woven by priest in Sikkim or Tibet, a cross frame on which a thousand threads of differing colour are strung, a spiritual tennis racket in which I, when I look, I see ethereal light waves radiate bright energy passing round on the thread as for billions of years, the thread band magically changing hues, one transformed to another, as if the ghost trap were an image of the universe in miniature, conscious, sentient part of the interrelated machine making waves outward in time to the beholder, displaying its own image in miniature once for all, repeated minutely downward with endless variations throughout all of itself, it being all the same in every part. This image, or energy, which reproduces itself at the depth of space from the very beginning, in what might be an O, or an um, 
and trailing variations made of the same word circles around itself in the same pattern as its original appearance, creating a larger image of itself throughout depths of time, outward circling through bands of far-off nebulae and vast astrologies, contained to be true to itself in a mandala painted on elephant's hide, or in a photograph of a painting on the side of an imaginary elephant which smiles, though how the elephant looks isn't a relevant joke. It might be a sign held by a flaming demon or ogre of transience, or in a photograph of my own belly in the void, or in my eye, or in the eye of the monk who made the sign, or in its own eye that stares on itself at last and dies. And though an eye can die, and though my eye can die, the billion-eyed monster, the nameless, the answerless, the hidden from me, the endless being, one creature that gives birth to itself, thrills in its minutest particular, sees out all eyes differently at once, one and not one, moves on its own ways. I cannot follow, and I have made an image of the monster here, and I will make another. It feels like cryptozoids. It creeps and undulates beneath the sea. It is coming to take over the city. It invades beneath every consciousness. It is delicate as the universe. It makes me vomit, because I am afraid I will miss its appearance. It appears anyway. It appears anyway in the mirror. It washes out of the mirror like the sea. It is a myriad undulation. It washes out of the mirror and drowns the beholder. It drowns the world when it drowns the world. It drowns in itself. It floats outward like a corpse filled with music, that the noise of war in its head. A babe laugh in its belly. A scream of agony in the dark sea, a smile on the lips of a blind statue. It was there. It was not mine. I wanted to use it for myself to be heroic, but it is not for sale to this consciousness. It goes its own way forever. It will complete all creatures. It will hear the radio of the future. It will hear itself in time. It wants a rest. It is tired of hearing and seeing itself. It wants another form, another victim. It wants me. It gives me good reason, it gives me reason to exist. It gives me endless answers, a consciousness to be separate and a consciousness to see. I am beckoned to be one or the other, to say I am both and be neither. It can take care of itself without me. It is both answerless and answers not to that name. It hummeth on the electric typewriter. It types a fragmentary word, which is a fragmentary word. Mandala. Gods dance on their own bodies, new flowers open forgetting death, celestial eyes beyond the heartbreak of illusion. I see the gay creator, bands rise up an anthem to the world's flags and banners waving in transcendence. One image in the end remains myriad-eyed in eternity. This is the work, this is the knowledge, this is the end of man. Thank you. And on to the commentary. For Lysergic Acid by Ginsberg. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Lysergic Acid is either it is the hallucinogenic or it is part of what goes into making the hallucinogenic acid. Um, so, this, is, this poem was written in the late 50s. Here you go, June 2nd, 1959. So, Ginsberg was, you know, very much trying new things, um, and depending on what you read and who you listen to, it depends on, you know, how 
much of a drug user Ginsburg was. And certainly the general consensus seems to be he didn't really take drugs for drugs' sake. He took drugs to, you know, for the experience and for, for you know, consciousness expansion. He was into that whole sort of Timothy O'Leary consciousness expansion acid trip thing. Not quite as much as Leary or in the same way as Tim Leary, but that kind of whole consciousness expansion. And this poem is very much that kind of rep repetitive, uh, sorry, yeah, rep repetition of, you know, it is this and it is that. And so the first half of the poem, it is referring to lysergic acid. And then about halfway through the poem, after he's talked about, you know, being God and not being God and wanting answers to questions he hasn't actually asked yet um, and being happy not to have them or not quite sure whether he's happy to not have them. The it in the poem changes from lysergic acid to an image to an image of the monster he has made. Um, and this this image of this monster creeps and undulates beneath the sea and it's coming to take over the city. And so it kind of brings up that images of, of Moloch from his poem How, but then also that kind of that kind of imagery of undulation which he uses quite a lot and references to the sea and him being sick and you know there's all this kind of discomfort of you know screaming in agony and there's this constant kind of weird positioning of images and that kind of repetition of undulation he really likes that word in this poem um, but then the monster just kind of either becomes a mandala or the monster is typing the word mandala but lysergic acid has also come up with an image of a mandala as well and then there's no real continuity to this poem it just kind of happens and the only way to read it is just to read it in one go and to not think about what you're reading but at the same time paying close attention to what's going on without overthinking it and when you do that when you the other thing I would recommend when reading most of Ginsburg's poetry is don't take it too seriously. You, there's a kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek quality to this poem especially. He's trying to be serious, but there's this kind of underlying sort of self-deprecating humour that the narrator is, is bringing through in how it and every now and then there's a kind of throwaway line with this self-deprecating humour and sort of like, hey, don't take this poem too seriously. But oh, by the way, um, you know, guys are dancing and there's an electric typewriter and it's, you know, it is the word, the work, the end of man kind of thing. And the reason I sort of read this poem over a few others I was thinking of reading is when you do... Just read it and don't take it seriously and just enjoy it for what it is. It's quite a fun poem to read. And I hope I was able to bring that across in my recording of it. Uh, it you know, it's just Ginsberg having a bit of fun, I think. But also trying to say something. And I'm sure he says something incredibly profound in this poem. But uh, every now and then you just want to read poetry to enjoy yourself, not to, you know, think too much about metaphysical questions of self and identity and existential crisis and all that noise. So uh, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. 
Um, thank you very much.